Hello and welcome to Realm and Ruin, a Warhammer podcast. A podcast so Warhammer that we're doing a spin-off series called Warhammer Waffle. <laughs> Hence why we're doing this episode. <laughs> I'm your host, Matt, and joining me as always, a guy, well, let's give him an axe, let's give him some ale, let's call him Cameron Gurnison. How you doing, mate? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well, thank you. I would love an ale. I think we have an axe somewhere. Okay. I'm pretty handy. sure we got like a little fire axe somewhere in the shed. <laughs> I was going to say, that- I bet it's for chopping wood, mm. not demons, yeah. Nagash, no, the undead. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, this is a bit different for us. Like I said, this is the first episode or little mini episode, I should say, of Warhammer Waffle. Uh, basically, uh, I sort of put this to Cameron recently, and I, I just sort of thought to myself that even though we record every two weeks and we record for about three hours, mm. I still find sometimes that's not enough time <laughs> to talk about <laughs> things, which is quite scary and maybe a good mm. thing because it shows how much we, we've got to talk yeah. about. we're passionate. Uh, it, we love that Exactly, hobby. exactly. And, we, and to be honest, we're, you know, we do try to cover a lot as well. So I suppose we're, you know, the victims of, <laughs> of trying to do mm. that as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so basically Warhammer Waffle will be... Let's say semi-regular in in the sense that whenever myself and Cameron have the time to do it, <laughs> mm. I think it'll be the yeah, the real much. answer to that. <laughs> you know, when our time zones and you know weekends sort of match, we can you know we're at and we have a spare hour or so, then mm. we'll do these. So, like I said, these will these will pop up every so often. They won't be as you know yeah. in as a regular schedule as our normal ones. And fundamentally, like I said, what we're going to do now for the next. I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour, is just talk Warhammer, but in a very uh, even more casual way than we do <laughs> on our normal episodes. I mean, we're a pretty casual show anyway, but obviously yeah. we do have a, a I suppose, a, a, a schedule. We, you know, we have our, you know, our segments, you mm. know, our hobby, mm. news, law, you know, and we, you know, we we do move on because obviously otherwise we could, you know, be, be forever and our episodes would be like 10 hours yeah. long. So, yeah. <laughs> um, whereas these will be, like I said, more, more even more casual. We're literally just going to talk Warhammer for, for, like I said, an hour and it'll be literally whatever myself and Cameron want to talk about you know we'll talk about maybe one thing we'll maybe talk about mm. four things it, it really mm. does depend on what we want to talk about um what we'll do is we'll try not to make it like what's on in the news at the moment because obviously we would cover yeah. that in our main shows so it'll be you know it could be something you've seen pop up something you find found amusing something think you know something that you've dwelled upon you know warhammer wise in you know a month ago and think oh you know what, i really want to talk about that uh, or <laughs> something we spoke about in the past and didn't really get as much time to talk about mm, it. It'd be that sort of mm, stuff, really. Um, it could yeah. be lore, it could be hobby, it could be the industry, it could be, you know, anything like that, basically. So, mm. you know, just use these little episodes as, I don't know, something else to fill in your audio time <laughs> when you're painting your models or, or driving to work <laughs> like, and such like. So oh, that's basically man. it. Okay, and we'll see, mm. you know, we'll see how they go. Right, yeah. okay. Um, and as always... If you want to ever, you know, see us on social media, support the show, obviously links will always be down in the description. Cool. Okay. Right. Mm. Well, I'll, as a gentleman, I'll let you uh, kick <laughs> off, Cameron. What do you want to talk yeah. about? Ooh, uh, this is fun. I think I'm going to talk about resisting temptation. Because, hey, my God. <laughs> oh. I think that's uh, a specialist but, subject for both of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, because, by God, I nearly spent like $300 on ogres today, and I'm glad I didn't. 
I'm very glad I didn't. <laughs> I definitely can't afford to do that right now. But oh, it was, it was down to the knife's edge for a minute there. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so for context, hey, it's the weekend. Uh, more tribes and Osiak Bone Reapers are up for pre-order, and I went in store to order the Bone Reapers tome because we'll be talking about it relatively soon. Uh, yep. And oh, God, ogres are just so cool. <laughs> They're the best. <laughs> Yeah, today's the um, 26th, isn't it? 26th of October. So, Mm. um, you know, depending on whenever this show goes out. Yeah. So, as of today, these things will be going up for pre order. (laughs) Yeah. So, so what was tempting you then? All the ogres. All the ogres. Uh, See, the real problem was this guy I know. He's always on top of the meta. He's always playing Age of Sigma. He has a great time and he's a very prolific painter. And he came in with a. Frost Lord on Stonehorn, all painted up with the head magnetized and the weapons magnetized so we could switch it out to the Thunder Tusk with Huskard. I'm like, I'm looking at that like, damn, that's the coolest monster mini I've seen in a while. I didn't realize <laughs> Ogre models were so good now. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it, can, it seems, I, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I was going to say, I, no, I was going to say, I, <laughs> I can feel you on that because at the end of the day, I, I, ogres are not something I ever really pay much attention to. And obviously now they're coming mm. out. I sort of thinking, wow, they're actually quite cool. You know, I, yeah. Yeah, I probably wouldn't collect them on a, on a personal level, but they, yeah, they've got a lot of character and you know, mm. I think that happens, doesn't it? With, with, with certain factions, because there's so many and, you know, multiple games, etc. It's for, you know, you have your favorites and then by definition, you have the ones that you don't pay as much attention to. And then when they get yeah. attention, you're like, hmm, <laughs> you start, you know, it's that, that, uh, that temptation uh, mm. train comes into the station, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah, sorry, Karen. yeah. yeah, it, it was, it was, I looked at the model and like, oh, crap that's a really cool model i would love to build and paint one of those and i'd already been speaking with someone earlier about how i wish feast of bones sold the character model separate already because i would love to build and paint the tyrant just because he's so Mm -hmm. cool um incidentally his rules look insane um (laughs) but that's aside from the point of him just being a cool model um and then, I, I, you know, that had got me to think, like, I actually have, like, a few ogres in my back cupboard. And I know I have a big block of, like, 20 Noblars in my back cupboard because I u- tried to use them <laughs> as Skaven slaves back when I tried to get into Warhammer Fantasy before that all disappeared. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that far back that I had those. Um, and it got me thinking, like... Oh, they've got cool models and I sort of had a look at the range. I'm like, I forgot they had all these really cool characterful models. Like all the individual man eaters are so good. Like there's a ton of just older, I guess they were heroes in Warhammer Fantasy Battle. I'm not sure what exactly they are in Age of Sigma. Um, but these like ogres that have gone off into the world and taken on different cultures. So there's like the ninja man eater and the pirate man eater <laughs> <laughs> and all that kind of Ones stuff. With big cannons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 There's all kinds of good stuff. Um, and it just, I was getting into a loop. I'm like, Going around like, oh, these are all so cool. These are all so cool. Oh, hey, there's this ogre sub-faction about all the guys with the cannons. Speaking of which, I'm like, oh, you could do them from, like, Shimon and use Ogrins from 40k for the guys with the cannons because they've got the big slug guns and they look super industrial, but you could still fantasy them up. And it's going round and round and round. And I'm like, oh, and the Beast Claw Raider start collecting is so good of a deal because it's, like, <laughs> over here, over here, I think it's 160 bucks, but the, like... 
it, it's um, four Mornfang riders and a guy on a stone horn. And the guy on the stone horn yeah. on his own is a hundred bucks. And the mm. Mornfang riders are like 110 or something. I'm like, together they're in one box. So it's five models. I was like, it's such a good deal. I like going round and round and round. I went, stop. <laughs> I have so many other things I'm doing. I was like, I was like, what am I doing? Uh, like, I've been, I've just finished the, uh, the competition miniature. Like, I finally got around to that. I'm painting up my Underworld's Warbands. I'm mm. <laughs> thinking about getting yeah, another Chaos Knight. Things, yeah, yeah and, and I'm like, do I really think I can both financially and like chronologically <laughs> squeeze in like a solid thousand points of ogres in there? I don't think I can. And yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's like, this is an idea I absolutely love. And it's like, I have to hit it over the back of the head, tie it up and just throw it to the back of my mind and say, you're not allowed to run around here anymore. Come back in a year. <laughs> we'll see how we're doing on that one. <laughs> I mean, I know we're not the ones to talk about this in the sense that we're pretty bad at it, especially myself. But mm. what what do you think is the way to deal with temptation in oh. Warhammer in general? Because it, it is hard, and and mm. you know when we see people on you know on social media, people we know at our clubs, blah blah blah, and you mm. know you, you, there's a massive range of people. Some people are very very good. You know they they yeah. buy a buy a unit, they build it, they paint it. They yeah. then buy the next one, move on. You know, they're very and fair play. And then there's there's the mm. you know the other extreme where you you know you've got backlogs and uh, after back you know your backlog has a backlog. Mm. It's that big. Yeah. And and then obviously everything in between. And obviously that's a that, like every hobby. There's always spectrums of of things. Mm. So it, it's mm. you know that's always going to be a thing, and that's probably never going to change. But you know how. How do you personally try to deal with it? You know, is it as simple as just like, no, I'm not going to do it. Or do you just think, <laughs> you know, sometimes just, oh, I'm just going to give into it. I don't care really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's a bit of both. My most common reaction is the one I had today, which is I can't do this now. I definitely can't do this now, but maybe in six months. Mm hmm. Brain. Mm -hmm. Hey, yeah. hey, do you want to yeah. take a rain check on this little <laughs> goblin that lives in my mind turning the wheel that says more miniatures? Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, there's, there's that part of me that's just like, no, more, more things. Get more things. Yeah. Like, I, ca I can't. Like the summer holidays are coming up, which will be nice. I'll have time to do projects. I will be sure. working on my backlog because I won't be able to afford a new project probably <laughs> over the summer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, it's a it's a big it's a big pay break if you're teaching in Australia. Uh, <laughs> a good yeah, few true. weeks where you're not earning at all, um, and and you know I, I did spend a lot of money last summer holidays that I should probably make good on by finishing off my Slanesh and stuff. And it's like there's, there's all these <laughs> things I need to be doing. That that is how I most often do it. Is I promise myself I'll think about this again later. Uh, and then the trick is, I'm a very forgetful person, and within three weeks, I've forgotten that I was thinking about that ever, so I don't have to deal with it again. Um, <laughs> Just but, rely you on your, your lack of memory. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah. deleted it <laughs> without knowing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you know, some, sometimes I give in, um, not last week, the week before, I think it was... I think it was just after our last episode that we recorded, actually, um, you had been harping on about me, uh, at me about getting the great work. Everyone had been harping mm. on at me about getting the great work. <laughs> and I went into the store and I, I was, I was in there to buy a pot of paint. I went, ah, oh, you know what? Screw it. I'll buy the book. And while I'm here, I'll buy the grim watch for underworlds. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but like in context, a book and seven miniatures 
is so much more manageable than on a whim. Oh, I'm going to start a whole army. <laughs> and I think yeah. that's the difference there yeah. is like taking that moment, at least in some part of your mind to go, is this of a scale I can manage? Because yeah. uh, spoilers, I've, I've finished the book. It's a good book. Spoilers, I've built and already played a game with the Grimwatch. It's good. <laughs> like th- those are manageable things I can work with. I'm, I've already figured out the paint scheme. I've just got to do some gap filling and spray them. I'll probably do them in the next few days. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it it is checking yourself at some level to make sure I'm not going to buy all this stuff, and then like two days later, go, oh god, what did I do? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I and I I'm I'm in the same boat, and I I won't say it because I'll be talking about it when we record our main mm. episode tomorrow because I I bought something during the week or from last mm. week and i've instantly regretted it and i and i don't usually suffer with instant regret i it's usual gradual regret where i've bought mm. stuff and then a few months later thinking nah i shouldn't have bought all this and then you know <laughs> i either keep put it away or i sell it or whatever whereas this mm. one was actual as soon as i unboxed it i was like oh, why did that why did you buy this yeah um, uh, yeah but, you know I- that, that comes with the territory i mean mm. I, I think I, I think i struggle because I, on a few reasons with with you know, temptation in general, mm. because unfortunately, and I think I've said this like probably when we first started the show is that I really struggle because I'm, unfortunately I'm a bit of a magpie bouncing around type of mm. person. I like, mm. you know, I, I do one thing and then I bounce around. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I am dedicated, but I, I've got that sort of personality. I, I'm a pick up and put yeah. down, go back yeah. to it a bit later sort of person. I, I, not, I get bored easily. I just mm. like something else just sort of, you know, takes my you know fancy and such like and and i think where i struggle at the moment which and probably is a lot of people that relate to this is that the the building and and ideas isn't as quick as as future ideas what i mean by that is yeah you go right you know i'm gonna let's talk i'm gonna go i'm gonna start a blood angels army okay so mm. i i mm. buy some miniatures and then obviously you know i buy a few units they've arrived because of life you know, building, mm. you know, putting those units together is not instant usually because, you know, oh, I've got yeah. other stuff to do, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, it takes its time. It's not like, you know, we're not playing card games. It's not like where you can mm. buy a pack of cards and go, right, ready. I just need to sleeve them, <laughs> you know, and take, you know, take five mm. minutes. It's, you know, you've, there's a lot, you know, quite a few hours going into build, just even just building them then, let alone painting them and etc. And then the problem is the time goes by and then, but, but you know, before you know it, you've seen something else, mm. and something else has <laughs> taken your fancy. You think, oh, yeah, you know, Necrons, mm, yeah, they're mm. they're they're looking mm. tasty for whatever reason. You, and this is the thing you see it on again social media. Someone, you know, you they could be a faction you've never really paid much attention to, but because you see something mm. that looks really cool, like, oh, that's a great idea where they <laughs> kit bashed them or converted them. You then start yeah. giving them attention. You start researching mm. them, and then there's there's a part of you going, well, I could. I could just get a few units, couldn't I? And then, yeah, and then yeah. you end up buying those. And then the Blood Angels you bought a few <laughs> weeks ago are crying because they're like, yeah. "Oh, about us!" And it, yeah, and, and this is where it happens. And especially as us as adults with disposable income, which can vary mm. massively across people, obviously, because mm. not everyone can afford a lot of stuff, but some people can afford a lot of stuff. So that again plays into it. And yeah, and that's the problem. If you, I think, if you could build and paint as quickly as you you as a person would like to do mm. we'd we'd all be quite happy because you'd smash through stuff and some people can to be fair but that's not for everyone i think most of us are not that mm. quick at smashing through stuff <laughs> and so because of that we that's where 
you know, it's that delay and that's where our mind, well, my mind, and I imagine, like I said, it's same for a lot of people, that's where it starts wondering and then you, yeah. and then you get in and that's where backlogs happen. And then, yeah. you know, in, even with the, even with the best will in the world, you will then, you know, go, right, I'm going to not buy anything for a while. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And how easy is it to stick to that? It's not. It's and really not. <laughs> it, it's, it isn't. And, and it doesn't help. Not, not that this is a bad thing, but it doesn't help mm. that GW is throwing stuff out at a ridiculous oh, yeah. rate. You know, we don't yeah. have much time to, you know, to, to get our breaths before, oh, here's the next <laughs> new thing and, not you know, shiny thing. And mm. I suppose what doesn't help for a lot of us as well is when you'd like multiple games or multiple universes. You know, if you, like, say say you really loved AOS and you absolutely hated 40K, that's, that oh, in yeah. a way is a good thing to some degree. Oh, yeah. Because Absolutely. you, that's you know, it's, it's it's a shame in one sense because it's a fantastic you know universe and such like. But then again, it's purely down to taste, or, or if it was the other way around. Mm. But obviously, the good thing is that's a massive load of temptation that you can like almost go, "Yep, really, not, <laughs> that doesn't interest me, so I'm not even going to touch it." So that's yeah. cool. And and obviously, with all the lot of all the little games that we get, like your Necromanders, your you know uh, your Blood Bowls, etc., you know, it seeps in. And it's terrible. Mm. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> like it's not. It was not just ogres today. Like I was like, oh, I've been thinking. Th- this is the problem where if I put things off and say I'll think about this later, eventually I do think about it later. It's like, oh, look, the, the Phobos stuff is out. I could do that Alpha Legion Primaris kill team. I've been thinking about forever. <laughs> uh, the the one thing that stopped me from that was there was no can of lead belcher spray uh available in the store <laughs> it had it had just been bought by some young gentleman who saved my life uh five minutes prior um <laughs> so i i once again said brain we'll think about this later when we've got some time shove it back another six months uh so that'll be like a oh god um april problem <laughs> i'll start talking about that again probably <laughs> um but i i really feel you with the, like seeing something unique and interesting and wanting to do that because ha- have you read this month's white dwarf uh no i've got it though i'm I, yeah I've, well i've flicked through it but not yeah in yeah. any detail so there is something you need to look at which is i think it's when they're talking about realm of heavens model conversion someone did what i think I can categorically say is the best looking Seraphon army in existence, uh, which is Seraphon from the realm of heavens using a bunch of Necron bits for like armor and thrones and stuff. Oh, and wow. Okay. It looks incredible. Like the, the amount of like not, not putting down the person who made it. Cause clearly the amount of like work and conversion work and everything put into it is off the top. It's painted beautifully in not like necessarily like a super, super detailed style, but like that sort of heavenly swirly blues and purples with gold armor and stuff like that. It's incredible. And I looked at that and I went, oh God, I wish I could do that. Uh, <laughs> and like part of my brain went tick, 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 tick. Necron warriors aren't that expensive. Saurus warriors aren't that expensive. I'm like, no, stop. We're not. Again, that, that was one where I just went outright, no, we're not. We're not doing this. Like, in terms of in the game, Seraphon have not a great deal of support. They've got a supremely old Battle Tome and some General's Handbook support, and that's about it. Uh, maybe when a Seraphon Battle Tome comes out, I'll have to think about this again. But oh, that's, that's going to be... I'm dreading mm. that. I'm, ge- I'm oh, genuinely yeah. dreading when Seraphon 
get an update because I'm they're the probably the one army I've held off on purely because mm. of the state they're in. I've I've said it on the show before. It's just you know because yeah. they're in that very weird spot where they could do with quite a big overhaul, and I don't mean just obviously the battle time. Obviously, they could do with mm. a lot mm. of. Uh, new mo- you know model updates which they may or may not get and obviously that's what i'm hinging on you know obviously because mm. they may not get much of an update and you can just buy whatever they've got at the moment but yeah yeah sorry yeah, yeah. carry on <laughs> yeah exactly i like i'm trying to be very disciplined with myself i've said underworld's war bands are okay because they're relatively inexpensive they're small project things and i've already mm-hmm. said this on the show before i believe i'm really excited for every probable war band that's going to be coming out like i know goblins and wolves awesome it seems like there's going to be nurgle daughters of cane ogres yep. as well which hey yep. and, I, I can get, uh, I can get orc some ogres well. and orc brutes yeah those all sound awesome and, like, I think that's one of the best things about Underworlds is you can satisfy those greater urges with, like, this little taste <laughs> and mm. be like, that's that's enough for now. That's enough for now. Um, but, like, I, I, I've sort of set myself this goal. I've enjoyed Knights so much. I want to try the next step up. So the next step in Knights for me is going to be, like, I'm going to spend a few months, pro- oh, probably a few weeks, not a few months, uh, browsing eBay and trying to find the most decrepit, <laughs> beat up old cheap pre-assembled pre-loved forge world knight i can and i'm gonna i'm gonna rescue that poor little baby i'm gonna take it home i'm gonna tear (laughs) it to pieces and rebuild it in my image uh that'll be my last big project for the year i think but like at least having that sort of long-term big goal i think is very helpful because i go i can't get into beast claw raiders i need the time not necessarily <laughs> the money in the case of old beat up knights on ebay because they're not usually that crazy expensive as opposed as opposed to buying them fresh from forge world at least uh but like i i will need time these that, setting myself a project that i know will take a lot of my time and a lot of my focus but i know i will 100 percent for sure enjoy is one of the best <laughs> is one of the best deterrents for randomly dabbling in everything else. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd agree. I mean, do do you think goal setting is is well either good, bad, or worth it? Because, like I said, I've you know obviously in recent times, knowing how I'm terrible at at uh, jumping between things, um, mm. I've you know knowing that like in recent times where. You know, we, me and obviously some of the guys from like our Discord and and, mm. and other people met before, you know, obviously had games. We played at Warhammer World a while ago. We've got one uh, made for November as well, which obviously is a good thing because it sets you a goal. You know, I've got, right, mm. great, I, you mm. know, I've got X amount of time um, to build, you know, and get this force ready. Um, but I find as well is it's not as good as you think it's going to be because then the yeah. flip side to it is you then feel forced into doing it, not in a bad way, but because obviously mm. no one's putting mm. a gun to your head, but you know, you're <laughs> committing yourself to it, aren't you? Go, right, you know, we've got a table booked at Warhammer World. Uh, I got this much to build. And, you know, like always, uh, you know, you may or may not be in the mood to do it. They may not be taking mm. your fancy. And that's yeah. where I think goal setting can be. Uh, can be a great thing. I mean, for some people, I suppose, mm. again, everything we say now to do with temptation is down to <laughs> your personal preference. I think, you know, some people, mm. you know, goal setting is the ideal thing for them, and that's great. And, mm. I, you know, and I think that's just the way it is. I'm, I'm now getting to the point now where when it comes to temptation, I'm starting to care less in the mm. sense that I just think, you know, because I think for, for, for a long time, 
I've almost felt embarrassed by it to a degree, you know, yeah. feeling like, oh, here we go, buying more, buying more, jump into this project, do a bit, jump mm. back, you know, and, and it's just, and, you know, sometimes you think, is that necessarily a bad thing? Who It's not hurting anyone. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. if, you know, we're all probably guilty of it to a degree, <laughs> you know, yeah. indifferent, as we've sort of said before, and just think to myself, who cares, really? You know, in the sense, if mm. I, you know, we're, if you almost, if you accept it and embrace it, it makes it a lot easier and just think, you know what, that's just the way things are going to be. It's that type of hobby. You know, is mm. it is it any fundamentally different than video games? How many of us that are into video games play <laughs> oh, a game for, for a bit and then <laughs> and then jump to another one and then jump back to another? I mean, that's probably even worse uh, to a degree because it's oh, even you, easier because obviously you, you know you buy no a game. <laughs> well, exactly. You, you know, you you buy a game, you shove it in your your console or you know install mm. it on your PC, and then you go again. It's even even again. Like I said, with cards, it's even easier. Mm. You know, if you're into your mm. your Magic the Gathering and all the others, you buy a pack of cards. You know, okay, you may spend a little bit of time building your deck, but you're then ready to go. You don't have to worry about oh, is the weather okay so I can prime yeah. you? You know, and stuff like that. <laughs> so mm. you know, I think that you know just almost giving into temptation is not about as long as it's in control i think that's the main yeah. thing as long as you're yeah. not putting yourself in serious consequences with family mm. financially mm. and stuff i mean you know that's obviously again <laughs> down to you as a person but these ogres will pay the rent it's fine um <laughs> no yeah, yeah. That, like, i really i really feel that i feel because the primary thing to remember is this is our hobby. It's something we do for mm. relaxation, for enjoyment, mm. for like self self enrichment. We should never feel guilty or embarrassed about something we do because we love to do it. And like, yeah, it, that, that, that's a mindset I sometimes struggle with. Like, I sometimes go, oh, you know, what am I doing? You know, I'm just sitting here <laughs> building little plastic men. But like, you know, I'll finish a project and I'll go, this is really cool. And like, people yeah. people appreciating my nights, like going and doing armies on parade and having fun with that that was great mm. like it was it was a good time it was a good time had by all hopefully um and like yeah seeing i know i know it's bad to seek validation from other people but seeing other people compliment your work is really nice um that's never say. a bad thing i don't i don't yeah i don't think that's ever about because i mean we've said that before with some of the guests we've had on but at times where you know, I think we said it when we interviewed Davis with AOS Reminders, you know, when it was like, mm. you know, that must be great when people are using your tool. And it's no different when you do a good paint job or, you know, you, you write a bit of lore or, you know, anything creative, especially. Mm. There's nothing mm. wrong with that. I mean, I, I don't believe for a second that everyone that does something creative is doing it just because they love doing it. I mean, there is that. Obviously, that oh, should yeah. be the driving force. Yes, I love doing this. You know, you, you say you're a painter, just, you know, a, not, not a mm. model painter, but just, you know, you paint canvases and such like, you know, you love doing it. But there's nothing, you know, there's nothing better than someone saying, I really love that. You know, that's, mm. you know, we're, mm. we're humans at the end of the day. People like, you know, do like compliments, you know, whether yeah. how we take them. You know, some people mm. get embarrassed by them, et cetera, et cetera, but they're never a bad thing. And And in a world which <laughs> is full of, insults and other terrible mm. things it's lovely to get mm. compliments you know at the end of yeah. the day and <laughs> and I, you know I, I was saying that it's funny actually i was saying this to my friend martin who you know who i work with uh which again is temptation nightmare <laughs> overload obviously two people working together tr- mm. commute to work together and we both love the hobby that's a nightmare for both of us but that's a different story yeah. <laughs> but when it when it comes to you know uh, the podcast for example i was saying this to him i think yeah yesterday that at the end of the day 
I, I think that's why, you know, why we do this, because obviously we do the, the podcast because we both love Warhammer. We were both into it when we were younger. We've now got back into it. Mm. We both we both love podcasting. And then, you know, in, in turn, you know, we've been doing this, well, I think it's getting on for almost two, is it two years in February? Yeah. So, we're, you know, we're, yeah. we're getting there. It's, and, it's you been know, a while. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and, you know, we've, we've, you know, we've got a great community out of it. We've, you know, spoke to some fantastic people and, and obviously, hope, you know, long that may continue. But I, you know, the one thing I like or what I try to aim for with, with this show in general is that some people get something out of it. it even if it's something as basic as it's some background you know, stuff for people mm. like, you know, it's something they can have on the background, like I said, while they're painting or driving to work for some people, they may go, Oh, there's that book that, that you know, both the guys talk about, Oh, I'll, I'll pick that up. Or, you know, we talk about a law topic and people, you know, say, Oh, I really didn't know much about that. Thank you. You know, almost like we're, yeah, I don't want to say we're educating people, but you know, we're mm. bringing <laughs> things to light that people may not be aware of. And, and yeah. hopefully that's why people enjoy what we do. And, and, you know, and again, you know, when it, whether it's painting something, doing a, a podcast, it's there's nothing better than someone saying, "I really enjoyed that." You know, again, it's every, mm. everything you, we do or you do, I do. It's never going to be for everyone. That's just again, that's no. just <laughs> life. But <laughs> I think if you, you know, that's that that is a part of the driving force behind it is sort of giving to the community in some mm. sort of fashion, mm. even if it is just doing a, a three hour show every couple of weeks. <laughs> so yeah. It's, Look, it's some, someone's listening for some reason. I'm not sure. Exactly. Why, but yeah, I don't know. Why, why are you listening guys? <laughs> I mean, I mean, cool. I guess, I guess a couple of them got Funko pops out of it. That's good enough. Yeah, I that's guess. true. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and they, you know, they just look for our, like I said, our book recommendations and also probably yeah. listen to people like me and go, well, you know, at least they, they compare their hobby progress to mine and think, well, if they're, mm. they're a bit low with it, they look at mine and think, well, they're not so bad. Actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, something else I wanted to talk about. Let's we'll yeah, switch it up. Um, let's talk about Forge World. Okay. Cause mm. Forge World is always a place that I look every so often, you know, again, temptation, but I'm mm. not really talking about <laughs> temptation in this context. I, I find Forge World an interesting situation at times, and and mm. I, I, when I mean this, I mean as a as a a, a company, as a business. I mean yeah. actually as yeah. what they where they are as of you know late 2019, and and they they sort of perplex me at times. Forge World, mm. I sort of feel that they're in a bit of a funny position. Obviously, they're part of GW, but they're not technically... Well, they are from a company perspective, but obviously they mm. are their own entity as such. And obviously there is crossovers, but fundamentally they're quite different to GW. Obviously, not just the fact that they do mm. resin models, but obviously the way they work, the way they release things, you know, there is obviously a vast amount of difference. And there's at times where I'm just thinking... I. I was sort of interested to know what your thoughts are, where you think Forge World is heading as a whole. Like, for, if I just throw some things out there, obviously mm. they're consistent but semi-inconsistent with <laughs> their releasing in the sense, obviously, mm. like fundamentally like with Heresy stuff, we're seeing quite a trend of here's a Legion, uh, well, at the time, obviously, here's a Legion, here's a Praetor, here's a Dreadnought, and then mm. it moves on and that, that, they've been you know semi-regular but then you look at aos and it's like a ghost town and <laughs> nothing to do in a gash and yeah, you, yeah. you know it, and then you know like where yeah what do you what do you think 
Forge Welder's head, where do you think it's heading? What do you think they're trying to do with it? Or do you think they actually know yeah. what they're trying to do with um, it? <laughs> that's a good question. I, I'm not sure they know. Uh, like, I, I think a lot of thing, a lot of the 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 issue with Forge World's production schedule is, to my best knowledge, most of the Forge World team actually also manages like the specialist game stuff, like everything. Mm-hmm. Like they're the ones that produce and release Necromunda and Warcry and all these. Things that are not mainline Age of Sigma, 40k, Lord of the Rings, uh, basically. Uh, and so that definitely explains why, uh, things like the Horus Heresy are getting a little left behind, uh, in terms of like what's being put into them. I think the big issue with Forge World is it's a sort of a, a boutique luxury item within a boutique hmm. luxury hobby <laughs> already. <laughs> yeah, true. But like, like, I, it's not necessarily just pricing, but like I look at a Warlord Titan. That's a beautiful model. That is a fantastic model. I will only <coughs> ever buy one if I literally win more than fifty thousand dollars in a lottery. That's the only <laughs> way I'm gonna. It's the only way I'm gonna be like able to morally align myself with the idea of owning something like that. I mean, like I guess technically it's cheaper than a child for like the same amount of volume it takes up, but you know. <laughs> Uh, um but yeah like the the problem is like they make these that for the most part fairly niche products like i know there's things like contemptors and leviathans that everyone wants in every space marine army and stuff like that but apart from that in age of sigma you don't really see a lot of chaos dwarf armies you don't really see a lot of those big destruction aligned monstrosities being taken for anything and that's partly because of rules stuff because forge world <laughs> doesn't want to be pay to win but they have to no. be good enough that they, they have to be good enough to buy <laughs> which is sort of yeah. that, that's this problematic tread the thin thread that that they're walking because you can't just say oh i dropped 500 bucks at forge world so i'm going to win this tournament mm-hmm. but you can't say i dropped 500 bucks at forge world and i'm going to definitely lose this tournament <laughs> yeah as well. yeah yeah as yeah well. Whereas mainline GW, their prices are a little lower and it's mainline GW. People go, oh, they just screwed up the balance on this one or whatever. But if Forge World puts out something that's too weak or too strong, everyone goes, Forge World's crap. Um, <laughs> and I think, it, <laughs> I think I think part of it is Forge World doesn't have like that super community-facing idea that mainline Games Workshop has. Like, we, we hear all the time directly from Games Workshop. We hear from Chris and Peachy and Duncan and all these people. Like, they're the Warhammer community team. They keep us what's going on with everything. They don't really talk a lot about Forge World-specific stuff. And mm-hmm. I feel their their appeal and their, like, place in Games Workshop might be more clear if we just had someone from Forge World who said, hey, I'm one of the people from Forge World, I helped design the molds, or I'm the guy who pours the Vaseline in the Warlord Titan mold. Um, <laughs> here's, here's what we're working on, this is what's going on, expect this sometime. Like, something more like that would help make them more popular. And I think the problem is, like, Forge World stuff can be very popular, but a lot yeah. of it probably isn't. Like, I get the feeling... Most of Forge World's product line has a very low, like week to week selling rate, mm. and then and then a few items have a very high week to week selling rate. But like it, it is, yeah, it, it is. It really boils down to a Forge World model is a treat I get for myself within this hobby, which is already a treat I get for myself. It's like it has to. <laughs> there's that extra layer of justification. Like the last time I bought from Forge World was on my birthday, where I had a little spare money from my grandparents, so I got 
a mm. contempt to Dreadnought. And it was yeah. beautiful. It was wonderful. It's great. However, <laughs> I'm not going to do that for a long while yet again, I think. Whereas, you know, for my Death Guard for Games Workshop, I'll, I'll stride and I'll pick up a character right off the shelf. Um, I also feel like if Forge World started delivering for free to Games Workshop stores, that would really yeah. help. Because uh, yeah. as it is, I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy this from Forge World and uh, I'm going to have to pay 10% of the overall price on shipping. <laughs> yeah. Or at least it was that way. I'm not sure how it's changed up internationally since the change. Mm. Um, I know I know it got a lot better in Britain. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, we, we went from, I think from memory, it was 12%. Uh, mm. was delivery whereas now it's a i think a hard uh capped like three pound 50 or three pound 25 you know it's very reasonable to be fair yeah and yeah and like you said you can obviously get it delivered to events and you can get it delivered to forge mm. world even though realistically you probably just buy it there anyway <laughs> so yeah. if you're in Warhammer yeah. world, for example mm. but yeah it's, it's very reasonable now yeah i mean that's another part of it like for my contemptor was fine because it's like t- 12 bucks shipping or something i'm like that's comparatively fine for overseas overseas shipping if i did win the lottery and buy a warlord titan i would still think about it because i'm like is this worth 300 plus dollars in shipping <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy it's like, it? it'd be yeah i might as well you might as well pay for me to have a holiday in australia and i'll bring it with yeah me. <laughs> like the, it, it is at that point now where i'm thinking there are a lot of fortune models i love i love all the big monsters i love a bunch of the horus heresy stuff i love a bunch of just the 30k 40k compatible vehicles part of me is thinking hey i should just organize either matt to come here or me to go there <laughs> because yeah. it would be way easier comparatively yeah. Like, uh, okay. you know, I'll, I'll set it up one day. I'll just, I'll just PayPal you like 500 quid and be like, Matt, uh, pop up to Nottingham for me. Grab this <laughs> yeah, stuff. just go and grab me one for him. Like, yeah, go on, no worries. I'll maybe grab myself one one there. Yeah, <laughs> I won't get one free. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I agree with, I agree with everything you're saying there. I think, I think for me, Forge World is in a really funny place. In mm. the, it's one of those where well, it's the, it's sort of the area mainly of GW. I want to really almost shake up and go, right, come on. Mm. sort yourselves out because and and like you said i i know that like we said before that they've got like i said they have only so many staff obviously they've lost members Mm. like they lost was it alan bly you know many moons ago and you know and they are different they're a separate company they're a bit old school in some ways Mm. um forge world i find frustrating as a whole because i feel like it if they did a few things slightly different, and again, everything mm. I'm about to say, there may be, there's probably a legitimate reason why they don't. So again, it's it's obviously we don't know how they work behind the scenes. Obviously, we can guess, we hear little things, yeah. but obviously, everything I can say ha- may have a very plausible reason why <laughs> they don't do it. But I'm just going to mm. say it anyway. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, like you said, it's a niche within a niche, and they, you know, this is arguably got some of the best miniatures you'll ever see. Yeah. Uh, in G- in GW as a whole, in Warhammer, and you know, in the industry as a whole, they got some mm. fantastic things. And why it frustrates me at times is I just wish they would, you know, the consistency would happen. Like I said, mm. you know, at the moment AOS is just barren. You know, the, yeah. there's so much they could do with AOS, and you know, the, you know, they and they just do stuff like. Out, literally out of the blue. Do you remember when the Stormcast heads just mm. just literally appeared out of nothing? I mean, that was great. Yeah. But oh yeah, there's, not, there's none of that again. And again, there could be mm. manufacturing reasons for that. Uh, you know, okay, you know, with the heresy, like for example, 
you know, there's, and I think Kirill said it recently. There's still two Primarchs missing. Oh yeah, you know, from a from a model perspective, like just, just mm. you know, they've it's been around since I think 2012. He said it's like you know, get them mm. out. I know. Again, nothing takes five minutes. <laughs> it's not going to be an overnight <laughs> thing. But you've got, you know, mm. surely there's resource and time eventually, and almost like so you can put a line under it. And go right, you know, all the Primarchs are now out. You can buy them as model. You know cross that yeah. line you know what i mean even yeah. if it means Be neglecting perfect. something else you know get it mm. you know then you can then you can move on to the other project it's almost like actually like a, some weird parallel the temptation we were talking about earlier <laughs> where it's almost like forge world like i don't know what to work on so i'll work on little bits <laughs> at a time and you know mm. I, I suppose that like again going back to aos um i think a lot of this uh these thoughts came to me when me and Martin were talking about uh, the the Chaos Tours, the uh, was it Legion of Asgore. Mm. Uh, uh, that again, they're a funny one because I was saying to him, like, I would love, I lo- you know, I, like I said on a previous show, I'm not into ever collecting a dwarf faction; they're not my thing. Mm. But mm. Chaos Dwarves was something I always wanted to collect back in the fantasy days, but yeah. never got a chance to. And so they that would completely change my mind. If Chaos Dwarves came out, and I'd, I know you can say we got the Legion of Asgore, but I meant, you know, in a GW sense, they, they brought mm. them over. Because that, that, that's something I would love them to do. Part of me has sort of thought to myself, well, what happens if I went, to, you know, every time I go to Warhammer World, what do I buy? Mm. Just buy a unit of them. And then, you know, and then mm. every trip you slowly, you know, <laughs> drip feed, an, <laughs> you know, a, a, a Legion yeah. army for you. Yeah. But, but then they're in that funny place because of where they are. What happens if they decide to get rid of them? And, mm. you know, we've seen yeah. it, you know, recently. So it, like, again, it, 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 I find it frustrating that, that Forge World have got Legion of Asgore, you know, I was thinking, no, no, bring them, you know, bring either, either mm. like bring them over to GW to make them safe almost to a degree, you know, yeah. give them, a, yeah. give them a battle tome and, you know, properly release them. It's sort of a bit random to me that they've mm. got them. You know, why why is all the other AOS factions in GW, why is this one faction that a lot of people, I bet you in, I guarantee, if they released these, you know, in plastic and brought them over to GW, a lot of people would buy them. Because the fact that people Mm. still buy them now in their current Forge World and therefore expensive, you know, to collect (laughs) situation. So, Mm. you know, I just think they... They need to gain that sort of consistency. I'm, I yeah. think, the, the, to be fair, there's some things that Forge World do really well. Like, one thing they do, which always surprises me, com- again, compared to GW, is you can actually get genuine deals on Forge World. Mm. Like, you can yeah. actually, I've seen, I mean, you're still talking a lot of money, but, like, for example, I think, like, if you got the, um, uh, what's it called, the Tau armor, what's, oh, what's it, the really cool big armor? The no, the um, the big. I should actually just look on the website. Oh, the big, the big suit. <laughs> yeah, the big suit. Yeah. I can't remember its name. I, I like no, talking I about either. it at work. No memory. <laughs> um, but basically, the um, that particular the supremacy armor. That's it. That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. So basically, supremacy armor, for example, is uh, on the UK is two hundred seventy pounds for one of them. Obviously, you know, expensive, yeah. not cheap. Yeah. But if mm-hmm. you want to buy three of them, because you're that reckless that you want three of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're like, I don't know, they all were, I don't know whether it's still there now, but it was like 700 odd pounds. So it was actually like, it was almost mm. like you're getting one for like half price almost. So you buy two and you get yeah. the third one, yeah. you know, give or take half price. And you're thinking, well, that's, well, that's a good mm. deal. Because obviously when sometimes when you go on GW and you see their bundles, and I don't mean like the battle mm. forces, I mean where they just bundle stuff together, you're actually getting yeah. no discount. It's just a convenience that you can, you know, have it bundled and press one button to, you know, to buy them all in one go. Mm, and again, yeah. so they, I just find it bizarre that Forge World is actually mm. doing that. It's great, but it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. surprising that they do it, but GW <laughs> don't. It's almost like this 
sort of weird combination. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. I, I just think, uh, you know, that with Forgeworld, with that, I think that I think what they need to do fundamentally, and it's probably what, what I'm trying to get to, is I think they just need to sort of focus Forgeworld. Mm. You know, decide mm. what it is. If, like you said, if they said, right, we're just going to do specialist models, which I know you could argue they do, but then you yeah. can still buy <laughs> whole games through them like the mm. Horus Heresy and obviously yeah. a lot of the specialist stuff. It's almost like, what do you want Forgeworld to be? Do you want it to mm. be those really fancy, expensive models, which, like I said, from a rules perspective, you've got to be in the middle because you don't want to be pay to win, but you don't want them to be rubbish, otherwise mm. people won't buy mm. them. You know, or, or do you just go, you know what? We're just gonna. We won't even bother with forty k and AOS anymore. We're just gonna we'll concentrate on heresy because obviously that's our area, yeah. and we'll just do the yeah. specialist games. And then it's almost mm. like they can't handle even at this stage. They can't handle with probably what the. To be fair, the staff are probably you know are working as hard, hard as they can. It's probably just purely numbers and resource. Mm. Mm. You know, it, it, they can't handle all the things they're trying to do, and yeah. it's almost yeah. like. You know, and then in in turn, you see GW. Look what G- I know. GW is bigger <laughs> in, and it's got it's plastic. You know, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But look at the rate they're chucking stuff out. And oh, Forge yeah. World is sort of like just almost limping along on the side. Mm. And I feel sorry mm. for it. Really, like I said I'm not. Everything I'm saying about Forge World is not as a criticism. It's more of a like, oh, I wish they mm. would sort them out. Yeah. And, you know, and, yeah. and, and decide what you <laughs> want to do with it. Um, mm. You know, because ultimately, like you said, Cameron, you know, the, the, you know, from especially since years ago, GW's social media and uh, way of delivering stuff is so much better than it used to be. Mm. You know, they, they're, they're talking about things. Whereas with Forge World, again, it's sort of nothing is said. You know, it's almost like mm. it, it's odd that there's no real proper communication. Obviously, you would get, you know, a, an email saying, look, this is up for pre order, but there's no, they're mm. not, like I said, the, the, the community team aren't really focusing on, you know, look, here's, you know, it's Duncan, I'm going to paint this Forge World model. It's, no, it's, you know, I'm painting an intercessor. And again, I'm sure it's because, you know, realistically it's what sells. And like you said, this is a, this is, you know, Forge World is generally a treat situation. Mm. And Mm. that's cool. That's fine. I mean, if that's the way it's going to be, that's not a bad thing. Again, it's not, any of these options are all good. It's almost like said, just decide what you want a Forge World to be. Because if yeah. you, if, you, if it's all because to be fair, they may turn around and say it's always going to have limited resource. And again, mm. if that's from a business decision and a company decision, that's cool. You know, that's that's the way things are. But then, mm. you, okay, if that's the way it's going to be, focus it, focus it on yeah. something. Yeah, cut stuff out. I know that's horrible to have because <laughs> you don't want stuff cut out. But if that means mm. it's not so spreadly, th- you know, you know, thinly spread, then yeah that's worth it as well, you know, yeah, uh, because yeah. like I said, you, you look at the AOS one and, you know, I'm just on the page and on the, this, it's just such a ragtag <laughs> bundle of stuff, really. You know, you've got, mm. you know, apart from the, the Legion of Asgore and a few, you know, quite cool monsters, there's not really anything there. It's almost like yeah. it doesn't really need to have an AOS section. And it's a shame because mm. it's yeah. sort of, like I said, either, either devote to it or mm. just, you know, don't bother and you know hand it over to g to the gw side to deal with it but yeah yeah that's just yeah, my exactly. thoughts anyway yeah yeah yes. see i i know where forge world has to go to succeed and i'm going to lay it out right here first off we abolish forge world it doesn't exist anymore every mm-hmm. staff member is now a games workshop employee they all work in the same yep. building they clock in at the same spot they live eat breathe they co-mingle they learn from each other stage two the big project, which is 
we need Forge World's work to be profitable now. It's part of mainline Games Workshop. How do we fund this? We create a plastic Warlord Titan full scale. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm putting that there. If it was, if it was a thousand dollars, and if it cost five hundred thousand dollars to make the mold, guess what? You would make like a two thousand percent profit on that within yeah. the first yeah. week. Within yeah. the first week, I yeah. would buy a plastic. Would buy I would buy a plastic Warlord Titan if I could walk into Games Workshop and go, "Hey, here's all my money forever." And and it's a plastic kit. Like the the. I feel another big issue with Forge World is just because it's resin. It freaks a lot of people out. Like, you shouldn't be True. afraid of resin people, by the way. Resin's fine. But, like, the fact that it its quality can be less consistent than the plastic kits we get out of GW worries people. The fact that they don't know how to work with it worries them. It would cost a lot of money, but basically, do what you said. Focus, limit yourself, say, these are the things from Forge World we want to keep moving mm-hmm. forwards like this is what we want to focus on things you want to focus on moving forwards those are done in plastic keep the resin molds out back in the storage room whenever yep. anyone orders sanguineous pump a few out you know <laughs> you know keep those in resin and then from there take Fordrold's expertise in making beautifully detailed intricate large-scale models and teach them how to create plastic molds because yeah the artistry in things like the Nemesis Warbringer Titan, the Warlord Titan, all the different Titans, all the various Forge World Knights, it is incredible. And yeah. if you could take that level of design and just shove it into Games Workshop's plastic production team, I think you would see some incredible stuff. Like, we already see stuff from Games Workshop proper that is, I would say, as good or better than Forge World level stuff in, like, terms of plastic characters and certain vehicles and things like that. But get the Forge World team mainline, modernize this whole thing, mm. plastic all the way. It'll yeah. be so good. Yeah, I, I, no, I totally agree with that. And I think that's, I think integrating them is actually the perfect answer because you see it with other companies and it wouldn't even mm. be bad if they still kept the brand. I, I said, I wouldn't have mm. any issue if they, if Forge World still existed as a, as a range, you know, like it sort of mm. does now, but just don't make it its own entity. Don't like stretch it so much. It's, you know, I, I mean, some of the companies that I w- worked for, there's obviously nothing to do with models, but you know, you, mm. they, you know, like the company I w- work for, buys you know in the past bought other companies in the same industry mm. and they end up sort of you know effectively buying them keeping them separate but then they eventually you know absorb them i mean you see it again in video games how many times mm. do you see that where they they buy studios and then they basically integrate them in in there and that's almost like what you could do with it again don't get mm. rid of forge world just no. just streamline it streamline mm. it into being its own you know thing where people know it what it's for and again going what you're saying about resin i totally agree mm. i think it i find rent re, resin scary and like you said it mm. shouldn't be but then but then put some you know put some education into it you know do, yeah. do you know like they're doing with all the citadel paints and everything oh yeah make a, you know do videos to go look this is oh, how you work so with resin good. you mm. know i know they sort of have in the past but you know they're out of date and you, mm. they also need to be regular mm. as well you mm. know sort of you know where that it's not just this is how you work with resin, like, oh, we're going to take this particular model and, you know, yeah. you may find this particular bit tricky. Like, for example, I know mm. after, you know, from reading is that some people struggle because of the way the molds are, that the, like, the trank, um, trank, <laughs> the uh, tank tracks <laughs> are on mm. certain vehicles can be a bit of a nightmare to put together, you yeah. know, and yeah. such like. So, again, 
you know, do a video on that and go, right, okay, yeah, mm. this can be mm. tricky because, you know, these aren't simple models. They're going to have a bit of complexity to them. This is how you do it. You know, this is the way to make mm. it a little bit easier for you. And then that way that the people that are confident with it will just carry on buying and, you know, enjoying the things they do. And the people that are sort of, you know, on the fence about getting into Forge World, mm. because obviously, you know, it's a, it's a difficult thing because obviously you're looking at these gorgeous models you know, with you know, high prices, but you think, oh, they must be worth it. You know, they, mm. they, they, like I said, they're a luxury. People want to get into it, but I imagine there's a lot of people that hesitate because, you know, it's a lot, like I said, it's a lot of money to give up if it doesn't mm. work the way you want it to be. So, yeah. 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 And it, like I said, it's definitely got a future for Forge World. It's oh, just, yeah. I wish yeah. that, yeah. I, I, I think my, and this is my prediction. So, map mm. prediction time. Okay. Okay. Here um, we go. I, I think something will happen in the next year or so i think there'll mm. be a big forge world something like this not not maybe to yeah. the degree we're talking yeah. about but i think it will get to a point because let's be honest when obviously we know that gw have been building that factory which obviously they've invested a lot mm. of money in and from what i understand it's actually now starting to be up and running and Ooh. from what i've heard uh obviously it'll, oh it'll ramp that explains- up so much uh, about the upcoming release schedule, just as an aside. Exactly. So, <laughs> I, I think, I don't, I don't think for a second that in the next year or so that mm. they won't turn their eyes to Forge World and go, you yeah. know, right now we've got our factory sorted. You know, that's a, that was one mm. of the big things we wanted to sort out. Great. You know, it ramps up our production, blah, blah, blah. He, mm. right, you know, right, you know, because obviously, like I said, there's only, you can only do so much at a time for any company. And like I said, they'll look at Forge World and then I think they will do a shake up of sorts. Whether it's yeah. as extreme as what we're just talking about, I'm not saying that at all. I just mm. think you will see something quite, you know, different with Forge World. I think they will, le- or at least start the ball mm. rolling and go, yeah. right, yeah. what are we going to do with this? And you will start then seeing, you know, ch- things change. But yeah, we'll absolutely. Yeah. We'll see. Like, to be very clear, I love Forge World and I want it to succeed, if mm. only because the Necromundum model series are some of the best out there. They're so cool. They're so good. Yeah. They're useful for so many different things. And Necromunda seems like a very cool, like, old school game as well. If Even if they even if they went Forge Worlds, stopping the, the Horus Heresy, guess what? Corsaro Khan and... The line actually got sucked into a warp rift just before Horus was killed by the Emperor. <laughs> That's why their models don't exist. Fine, whatever. But guess what? The people at Forge World now get to live in their office and just do Necromunda for the rest of eternity. <laughs> sure, that would be fine because that game's awesome. But like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I predict that you're also quite right there. However, alternate prediction, uh, we know that we can tell the future. So I'm going to give us one of two <laughs> <True>. options. Either... <laughs> Either within the next two years we have a full-scale plastic warlord titan produced by Forge World, or there is a mysterious fire at the Forge World HQ, <laughs> and Games Workshop <laughs> claims insurance, then just never talks about it again. Uh, no, I, I doubt either of those will actually happen. But those are my fun guesses. <laughs> yeah, cool. No, well, let's see. Like I said, we'll, we're you know we we have this habit of predicting stuff, so it'll be interesting mm. uh, to see what happens. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, I think that brings things to a, a nice end. 
you know we've like yeah. I said we've had both spoke about something we want to speak about you spoke about temptation and mm-hmm. i spoke about forge world and obviously our own thoughts on that so yeah we'll i think we'll wrap up our first little warhammer waffle after those mm-hmm. so i think that was that's, that's tied up nicely so yeah i said for everyone listening i hope you've enjoyed this like i said this is pretty much how they're going to be like i said we'll just talk mm-hmm. about random subjects that we just want to pick off the top of our head no script etc and yeah well like i said we'll just do them as and when we find the time to so like i said we hope you've enjoyed it um like i said and one thing i will stress is this won't if ever we ever do these these won't detract from our main episode mm. like for example mm. uh, i said today's the 26th of october tomorrow on the 27th we're going to be recording our next mm-hmm. main episode so these are just a little bonus a little a little freebie <laughs> for you um yeah. for uh, for being so good <laughs> and so uh, uh yeah well like i said hope you enjoy them and like i said we'll just keep them going as and when we can um so lastly cameron where can people find you on the old internet uh, you can find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, come say hi. I am doing things like posting photos of my cat and uh, posting God of War gifts and, as replies to people and yelling about the spider that tried to stop me from going to work yesterday morning because, God damn it, Australia is a hellhole and a spider had nested in my good work shirt over the course of Thursday night and it was awful. <laughs> that's what that's why i think you need to come to me when we do this yeah. little titan thing as far that's we fair. you know we we've got rain but yeah you know, we don't have horrible spiders like that so you're cool i mean it was a friend it was a friendly spider he was very polite once i explained that i was just going to put him in the front yard oh but, fair enough yeah okay. but he was also the size of the palm of my hand so you know <laughs> mm, yeah i bet that was a very pleasant conversation <laughs> mm, it was not <laughs> <laughs> it was 6.30 a.m. and I was confused if I was going to get to go to work or not. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a legitimate reason, though, to be fair. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, you can also find me on the internet on Twitter at NinjaBadger7. Uh, you can obviously find our podcast on Twitter as well at Realm and Ruin. And, yeah, hope you've enjoyed this one. And, as always, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Ciao, ciao.